you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hi and hello, football fans. Your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on iTunes, Stitcher, NFL.com, and NFL Now. As you can plainly see, Studio 66 is indeed at maximum strength. And then some. I mean, I don't even know where to begin. First of all, Hall of Fame. Lots of noise in Canton, Ohio, black and gold everywhere. Speaking of black and gold, one of the greats of the last dozen years. Ike Taylor showing off the fancy ring. What's the poop with you, fella? What's the poop? Nothing. Listen, I hope your weekend was uh, was grand. Week- weekend was excellent. But you weren't at the Hall of Fame with no, all the other steals. I was with the wife and the son. I've been, a, been away from them like two weeks. She wasn't having that. All right, it's very noble of you to do that. You're a yeah. family man. That's cool. Yes. But the Steeler family is also Huge. important to you, and we'll talk about that a little bit. Also, returning from London, England, after his annual fortnight on that side of things, he returns now just in time to start kibitzing about go. football while it's getting good. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, Hans. So How are has, you? He has his own intro. I've well, I I got my own intro. Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, you like that? I thought you yeah, resented that. No, nah, that was that was kind of tight. Can I tell you something, Ike What's and going? MJD? I threw in a call to our pal who makes the music, the one man house band, Dick Banks. He is in the process of working on Ooh, music for you okay. as well. Would you like to put in any requests? Yeah, might as well. Just do Shaft's music for me. Shaft, okay. okay. Oh man. Cause I'm a bad mother. Right, right now, hit me with the Drake, the back, the back. No, 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 no. I, it's right. gotta. I, I, you know you what? Need something original? You want me to give you something original? No. Well, I don't. Well, if you want to make your own, if you want to, if you want to bust something right you know, now, you know, I you actually can do, it. do have a single out, <laughs> and my teammates clown me all the time because they say you can go on iTunes and get it for ten cents. I well, not I, a true story. 
Can we get it before the end of the show, fellas behind the glass? Ike Taylor's? It's it's just a single, huh? Yeah. Oh, we got to get just, that. Yeah. If it's not by the end of this show, rest assured we will have it soon. Also, well, also I want to talk to Handsome about what, what, how his uh, visit back home was. Now he's back in the fold here. And uh, before we do that, though, let's say hello. His virgin run here in Studio 66. I feel we are fully cooking with gas now. Maurice Jones-Drew. Welcome to NFL Media. Welcome to Studio 66. Welcome to what really is a super group I think we've put together you here. You know, I really like what you've done here, actually. Oh, thanks, yeah. MJD. Um, I know we were talking about rearranging all this. Yeah. I, I have a couch for sale at the crib. You know, oh. I'll give it to you for the low. I got to pay? <laughs> Why do I have to pay for it? That's not a very good way to ingratiate. You got to get some kind of dollar back. Yeah. Why? Why can't he bring a nice gift to, to, we, to really make it America, nice right man. out of the gate? We're gonna, we gonna bring it, but it's not UK. You ain't paying for it anyway, Shaq. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Handsome Hank is gonna be. I'll pay for it. Or you could you could bring it here. Are you rent pay out me in the other pounds? You, I'll pay you in pounds. Okay. All right. We have much to discuss today. We continue our if series, good and bad ifs. Each team will win a division if a team will have a disappointing season. If we'll do that with the NFC North today, that's a, a, I find that to be a fascinating division. In 2015, we want to talk. I had a great conversation with uh, MJD yesterday about uh, quarterbacks, young QBs last year's and this year's batches. Want to chop that up. But before we get into any of that, let's get into some very important stuff. Starting off with late breaking news here. Just before we started here, Geno Smith, the starting QB of the Jets, Cold cocked. I'm not even really sure exactly what happened. I guess there was some finger wagging. Let's start with you, MJD. How say you on all this? You know, out and out, by the way, for what, six to ten weeks this is? Yeah, I mean, Yeesh. I, I, I guess my biggest thing is, you know, jaw wired shut. Not going to get all your nutrients, your vitamins. That's true. <laughs> I didn't realize that's the yeah, most important thing. thing. <laughs> you have rehab with that thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a lot going on. But. There's a term used. They say sucker punch. Uh-huh. I don't really think it's a sucker punch if you guys are in a heated argument and you're arguing with another man. You know, your his awareness was down, I would say, because you always have to be prepared for the worst. That's what they tell you. Hope for the best, prepare for the worst, right? Well, if I'm arguing with you and I'm wagging my finger and I accidentally graze your nose, <laughs> I would expect, you know, you to do something back. If not, you know, throw a right hook. Ike, how say you? What do I mean, we talked about it last week, and you said, well, every training camp has five or six fights. But, I mean, Cam Newton, it's a different thing when you see the QBs doing it. Cam Newton's getting in a fight last week. Now, Geno Smith, this is, bad, this is terrible news for the Jets. And that's what I don't like. My franchise guys getting into fights because they use them hands the most. Mm. We need them hands. We get paid. Or we pay y'all as an organization for one using your brain, two using your hands. So if your hand gets stuck in somebody's helmet while you're fighting, then we got problems. If you wind up breaking a hand, then we got problems. You get your jaw disconnected, now we really got problems. Talking to MJD, I didn't even know it was that common because in Pittsburgh, you don't touch seven. You don't even get around seven. You leave. Yeah, seven. Wait, that's what I'm asking. Leave, when did this start? The, the QBs getting leave, in there, right. mixing you, it up with leave, the other guys. You leave seven alone, but on the flip side, me and, me and MJD was talking, and we were saying, so that's letting you know 
how the team feel about the quarterback or mm. if the team feel a certain way about that, about Geno. Because now it's like we just going to watch it happen instead of somebody stepping in and be like, hey, man, chill out. This our quarterback. He our future. Leave this alone. Hey, leave him alone. I know he probably said something he need to say. He's going crazy at the moment. Man, just leave Geno alone. Now if I'm just sitting back and just watching it, it's like, well, shoot, Gino deserves this anyway. He don't treat nobody right anyway. So it's two sides. It's two sides of that. Hopefully, it's not what I'm saying. That is interesting. But because, at the same, at the same but I, time, somebody have to step in. An offensive line. I'm sure, sure nobody messes with Peyton or Brady, but I could see Phil Rivers mixing it up. Don't you think, handsome? That would you buy that? I, I, Phil Rivers must have gotten into something with guys over the years, right? Yeah, no? but it's, <laughs> it's, it's 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 still that respect level like Philip Rivers can do that because his resume shows he can do that hmm. he's a proven winner and he doesn't look like the type that's gonna just bash you or be standoffish like Philip is not even that kind of guy I had it out with Philip a few times and we talked about that on the radio show mm-hmm. while I was talking smack and Phillips he he looked back look around oh yeah we're coming at you since you talking, <laughs> since you open your mouth, we're going to come at you. So now it's like, damn, I should have kept my mouth closed. You know what I'm saying? But he's proven in that aspect. Gino ain't proven. I mean, just because you're the number one pick, you know, we can go down the list with bus. I'm not saying Gino's a bus, but at the same time, you got to be humble. And, and, it and is this game will humble you. Well, listen, in football terms, the kickoff is coming up pretty soon here, the regular season. Handsome, what, what are they going to do? I mean, first of all, do you think this is – that's it's doom for the Jets or maybe it's Fitzpatrick or what? Go get Vic. What do you think? I think they have to turn to Fitzpatrick at this point. But the crazy thing to me is the team got rid of Rex Ryan and, and brought in Todd Bowles and said, we don't want the drama anymore. And in the last two weeks, Sheldon Richardson hmm. – has that issue, and then Gino today. And I'd say there's more drama around the Jets now than that was probably in the last 12 months of, of Rex's tenure there. MJD, what do, you, do you think that maybe – I mean, I get the Fitzpatrick thing. That is, I'm sure now they're happy that they have the so-called steady vet and all that kind of stuff. But if they want to win a division, don't you think that, uh, like I say, maybe you roll the dice with another seven in Mike Vick here? Uh, you can, but I think they drafted Bryce Petty for that, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Hmm. I mean – you, you you spent the draft pick on a quarterback. You want to let him learn. Uh, he might have to get baptized by fire. You know, I mean, that's just might be where you have to do. He's in that. He's been in that system. He was in that Baylor spread system. I think it's the same one that Chan Gailey's running. And so I think they have options. It's just sad to see Geno um, kind of go down this path. You know, he was starting. It seemed like he was turning around towards the end of the year yeah. last year. Um, obviously, there's some you know some type of leaders. There's there's always different type of leaders. There's some that they're not as uh, Vocal, they use their, you know, they kind of just lead by the example. There's some that are Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Right, that's what, at least from the outside looking in, that's how he seems to be. Right, then you have some that speak. You know, I think Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, are guys that talk when it needs to be. You know, then there's some guys that just go overboard with it sometimes. You know, and who? Tell I, me one. I, I really, I haven't been with one person to be honest with you to tell you. I don't know. I, Donald Trump. How about that? <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a good one. Right. Just talk. I've heard of right, him. Right. Exactly. But no. If you just talk, talk, talk. Sometimes guys just kind of tune you off, and then if you you get upset because he tuned you off, and I don't know what ended up happening. I really don't know what happened. But 
if you if a guy tunes you off and you're trying to like say something to a guy and you you have to feel like you have to get louder to say something and then he's going to get defensive then he's going to get louder and it's going to end up in turning to an altercation that we have and well before we move on here you know we talked about this a week ago do you feel like and actually MJD you played for guys that for coaches that um you know, I feel like are are there's there's a distinction to be made between guys that are great coordinators and the head coach, and I don't feel like as a for instance, um, yeah, I'm trying to think of a of an example of a guy who's more of a good head coach than he is a a coordinator. But is Todd Bowles? We've seen this happen a number of times. Oh, this guy's a genius as a coordinator, right. but you put him in charge somehow they don't come. Is it? Am I reaching to say that it's? Uh, that maybe this is some indication that Bowles. I'm, I I know it's a reach specific I, yeah, to this. I but. think you I think you kind of reach a shake. We ain't even get a man a chance to get his first preseason game. You know what I'm saying? We ain't even give him a chance. Yeah, to right. Even go through a season. So I mean, it's gonna be some turmoil, and it's it's, it's just another obstacle for Todd Bowles. So now the coaching really comes into coaching. Right. Like okay. We so-called had our first-stream starter. Now he's out. Okay, now we're just, and let's coach. It's going to happen the same way throughout the year. You're going to have injuries throughout the year. You're going to have guys not playing the way you want them to play or think they can play throughout the year. So you're going to have to adjust as a coach. It's just right now it's kind of helpful that it came early. Yeah, I guess that's a fair point. Yeah, Yeah. especially in the preseason. So now he has time to adjust and to see his second and third – uh, team quarterbacks and see what they can do. I like that, Bryce Petty. Meantime, handsome, what do you think of this? Geno Smith is already tweeting about this. This is, of course, you have to – it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't count if you don't tweet about it. So, uh, Geno – He still looks angry. Well, he doesn't look too much worse for the wear, though. Thought he'd be all swollen yeah, up there. Yeah. Uh, well, maybe Black tie behind the glass. What's the caption he said on the Twitter thing? He goes the uh, I'll be back route. Well, the look matches mm-hmm. that. What do you think, handsome? A smart move to take I, to I'm the not Twitter? Sure that, I'm not sure that is a smart move. But maybe he, maybe it's the only thing he can do. If he can't speak at the moment, like MJD says, if, if his mouth is wide shut, then this is the only way he can communicate right now. MJD, unwise? Unwise. Just just let it just go on, uh, under under the radar. Just disappear for a while. It's interesting. that You know, you, know, you, you mentioned Bryce Petty. I like the way that kid slings the ball. He looks like a QB. That's what we talk about. Like, right. we, don't, we don't need the numbers. You and me, we just use the eyeballs, and they serve the us test. well. Yeah. He looks like a player to me, yeah. and I think he might. this might rewrite Jets history, maybe in a good way. Who knows? Um, not to say that uh, there's any cause to celebrate the guy having his jaw broken. Right. Speaking of which, hitting guys and so on and so forth, a guy who did a lot of that, is Steve Smith. He announced his retirement on Monday or says 2015 will be his final year. He is one of our all-time favorites here in Studio 66. And uh, it, really, that distinction between – you always hear that about guys like, oh, he's a different guy between the lines than he is. But all he talks about um, when he's not playing football is his wife and kids. That's all he talks about and is a delightful, sweet guy. Talk about the Clippers with you and stuff. But, man, he is nasty – between the lines, what are your recollections about covering him? Man, you heard the man. Y'all talk about my stamina. Just ask my wife. You heard it. You heard one. Of, <laughs> you heard one of his quotes. Yeah, like, no, see, he's a funny that's, guy. Yeah, that's that's how the man feel about himself. Like he really loves himself. But one of the true ultimate <laughs> competitors, man. He he bought me my A game every time I played him. 
Like we knew this wasn't about to be no chess match. It was about to be a UFC match when I went against E. Smith. Like he was playing for 60 minutes. I was playing for 60 minutes. He had the short man syndrome. I had the man you're not beating me syndrome. So <laughs> we brought that to the table every play, and he did that at a high level every play. When you speak about talking trash, is he? I, I got to imagine he doesn't oh. stop the whole game, huh? But him and I, him and I ain't never talk trash. But it's crazy. As much as I talk and as much as he talk, when we played each other, we never talk trash to each other. It was like a mutual respect that we had for each other. Huh. That's why I said, man, he gave me my hardest, my hardest games. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You got a guy who's five, five nine, man, but he felt like God had shorted him of height. So – Vertical at the prime, man, 40-some inches. Like, he can go up there, climb a ladder, get the ball. Yeah, it's rare. I mean, they're almost like the NFL never has uh, very short guys in it, MJD. I mean, oh, well. Wow. (laughs) He tried to climb his MJD. No, I know. Wait, that that was uncomfortable. No, no, not at all. (laughs) Here comes a sucker punch. I don't believe that. See? You're ready, though. See, you're ready. Um. I just think of Steve Smith is is really a guy who didn't allow people to determine what he was going to do on or mm. off the field, right? And out of high school, he goes to JUCO. JUCO, he goes to Utah. Third round pick, and then he ends up being the best pick ever of the Carolina Panthers. I mean, he's the he is the Carolina. Yep, Panthers, I agree with and that. And he plays for the Ravens. And so he told you that. What is it? Week one? Like I can't wait till week four till we play you guys. I'm gonna show you what you're missing. And I mean, that fire, that passion, that's what you have to play the game with. That's what he plays the game with. That's what's, like, that's for me is, like, so exciting to watch him. I mean, the guy doing – he beats Minnesota, or Minnesota and he does the boat scandal thing and he does the sword. He, he always <laughs> has fun with what he's doing. And, and it's not to be taken personally. You know, this is how he plays the game. He's a, he has an A-type personality, and that's why he has an A-type game. I, you know, even as a Steelers fan, I can't really dislike uh, a Baltimore Raven like that. Handsome – I don't understand this noise that people are making. I see it in social media. Like, I personally think he's a Hall of Famer, borderline. I mean, is there any question to you that he's going to the Hall? He's, of course he is. You think I mean, so? I, I, mean, I, I think, think so, definitely. I, think the most, I mean, the amazing thing about him is you think about those elite receivers that have been over, let's say, since the turn of the century. You're looking at T.O., Randy Moss, you know, Megatron at this point. All those guys are those gigantic receivers. He, like like Ike says, he was doing it at five nine, and he did it. Uh, he was the best receiver in the in the league, I would say. Yeah, that's Two the standard that Rod Woodson period, he was, gives. He was is the he best the, guy. was he exactly. ever in the top one or two at his yeah. position? He certainly was. He definitely was. Look at his quarterbacks. That's right. Right. It, he, he made he made that happen. Mm-hmm. Not hey, saying the quarterbacks was back. What's that? Where's Jake Delone? Right now, <laughs> he, look, he from Lafayette. Uh, that's where he is at. I think, no, I think, he, I think he's getting us some sandwiches now. Okay. I think. Yeah, but just look at his quarterback situation. Yeah. He he kind of one of them guys who, who made the best out of his quarterback situation and was still able to perform at a high level. I want to – we have so much to do today, and I don't – so I don't want to uh, slow us down, but at some point I really want to get into the art of trash talking because I'm kind of good at it in my world, but I feel like I would be overwhelmed yeah, if I was – I got a lesson. It's, it's, I got a lesson actually from Steve Smith. He came to London one time about I don't know, six, seven years ago, and we did a, a little thing with him about you know how you should catch the ball. 
and someone had to throw the ball, and I volunteered. And he then spent... He's got a whip on him, his left arm. Yeah, but it wasn't good enough for Steve Smith. He spent three or four minutes talking about the UK's gene pool and how it was polluted. (laughs) And I was an example (laughs) of how the UK gene pool was polluted for three or... I mean, it was all in fun, but I got the trash... I mean, I got got a, a really good dose of it. You have to be educated... You have to like kind of mm-hmm. know a lot about everything. Oh, you have to know the person's yeah. yeah go into their bio and those. Not even not your comeback. Your comeback yeah. game gotta be hmm. decent. Like if I shoot you something like how you just went at MJD talking about his size, MJD if he wanted to would have shot right back at you. I'd have shot right at your beard. <laughs> I'd have you, called you Emmett Smith. But that's oh, not that the, Emmett Smith. The just, what a beard. The just for men beard. Like thing. hey, you seen the commercial? <laughs> uh, so you didn't you know get it. Saying? But you gotta be able to. Come back. All right. All right. I well, tried we'll, coming back. We've Smith. got to do. We've got to do some tutorials, and we'll do that okay. uh, in in time. Right now, though, I mentioned the Hall of Fame. Great thing for you know, obviously the the J- Junior Seau's daughter was a, a big highlight. The speeches, everybody, their stories are always nice to hear. The Steeler thing. Real quick, like on the game itself, though, what jumped out at there? You know, obviously you're tied in with the Steelers pretty good, and in fact, you were coaching them just a couple of weeks ago. What jumped out at you about uh, the young guys out there? Which which you was looking for, that bend but don't break defense. And I think Coach Tomlin will continue to emphasize that to his young guys because that defense is young. And if he was paying attention, man, Ryan Shazier played a lot in that game. Mm -hmm. Coach T really want to see what he has with Ryan Shazier because he's been in and out that lineup last year, and he balled out. Hmm. Yeah, he was flying around. balled out. Mm. And if you would just listen to the commentators, they were saying like Shazier was talking to them, he has something to prove. Like he, he know last year he was in and out of that lineup. He know he was, wasn't healthy the way he was supposed to be. He came in healthy, came in in shape, built some muscle on him. His second year in the league, his second year under the defense, and you see what he's doing. Like if you want to see a highlight, he was one of those highlights on defense. Boy, you and me, Ike, will really uh, get into it. Um, we should really do a half hour. Obviously, you're tied in with those Steelers, right. specifically in front of the season about that. It feels to me, MJD, like that whole defense or a lot of the individual pieces have something to prove, chip on their shoulder. Mike Mitchell coming back, it hurt all last season. Right. A lot of people in Pittsburgh felt maybe got overpaid by the way he played last year. Jarvis Jones hasn't right. really delivered since he got in there. I kind of like that. Is that? I mean, that seems. Do, do you buy that? That's a major factor for teams is have playing with uh, the Seahawks play with a chip on their shoulder. Tom Brady did in that Super Bowl. We saw what happened there. No, I think it gives you that extra edge. You know, something that you can work towards in the off season. Um, a, a guy that I know Ike knows and I know well is Antoine Blake. Yep. Yeah, he was in Jacksonville, and he was yep. just a special teams guy. We knew he had the ability to play corner. Yep. They just never really gave him the chance. He's in Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden this guy is, like, making plays, guarding A.J. Green. He's very confident. When you have guys that have something to prove, week in, week out, they're, they're coachable, and they're trying to get better every day. And that's what you have to do when you have a young team, a young defense. And, by the way, Lawrence Timmons can still hit. No question. I, you know what? He, he, he jumps out he every time I hit. Let me tell you something. For six years now, I know he got there in odd seven, but really over the last six years to me, he's the guy week after play after play who jumps out at me, and yet he gets no national attention. Do you mm-hmm. care? Are you aware of his dominance, handsome watching no, as, objectively? No, I mean, I know. Of course, no, he knows. He is. Okay. But I sure he's he's English. I he doesn't know. care about soccer. He loves oh, okay. our football. I'm sorry. So we had to ask him, like, who's Messi and stuff <laughs> right. like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I have <laughs> no idea about that guy. He had the mumps. 
But <laughs> but uh, but Timmons, I mean, we were watching that. You and I were watching it the other day, and you're yesterday, and it was it was he he always jumps out. He does. Yeah. Can I mean, I the speed, him and Shazier, that speed. Does any team have two inside linebackers with the, with the wheels like that? I would say four, but I don't want to give away the total four. So do you teach him when you watch the game? Are you, like, teaching him, or does he already know a little bit? Because he was talking This isn't going to help U.S.-U.K. relations, right, He was MJD. talking about watching, like, the 80 Dolphins in 2015. I'm like, I, I didn't know – that they still have that. I don't. Do you go on iTunes or where do you get that? No, I don't. I mean, I still I can watch those guys anytime I want to. But you know, I, I right now I'm focused on that 2015 Dolphins, oh, okay. the the AFC East champions of of the 2015 He's season. I, I get, uh, listen, this is a good place for us to now turn because I really think Ryan Tannehill is going to have a big year. I'm on board with that one. I know you aren't, but let's ignore that. Uh, QB group, because you said something to me yesterday, MJD. I couldn't believe. Who did you say is the most talented quarterback you've ever seen? Uh, Blaine Gabbert. Blaine Gabbert. I thought he had all the tool. He has all the tools, throwing tools. This guy. Yeah, that guy. I, I mean, he gets a lot of. He, he, a lot of people don't like him. I don't know. Strong arm, can make every throw. I mean, yeah. that's what you want in a quarterback. The one thing that he couldn't do. And he was, and for, you have to understand, Blaine only played football four years before he got to the NFL. That's my red flag. That's a red flag, right? right? But the plan was for him to play, to sit two years, learn the system, playing behind David, learn how to, you know, become a professional. That didn't end up happening. David got hurt, got cut. They played Luke McCown two games. He didn't play well. Then Blaine got thrown in the fire, not really understanding what was going on. And he's so used to being that spread system where the quarterback, all you got to do, you have a clock in your head. If the clock goes off, you take off running, you find somebody open. Well, that's not how you play the pro game. Right. Well, I, I mean, that is something we always hear about in the 21st century, that the reason these quarterbacks can go from college into the pros is because they're playing more pro-style offenses. But what they're really doing is throwing a lot more. Right. But that spread isn't really doesn't really reflect what you're going to see once you get to the pros, right? They're uh, bigger bodies all around you every play, it seems. It's not. With that, with that spread offense, you have to be patient. But, like, the Patriots, with their spread offense, they feel like they cool with dinking and dunking. They cool with five, six-yard gains the whole way down the field, which is other teams, yeah, they'll get that five and six yards once or twice, maybe four times to max, but they're looking for that big play. So if you're always looking for that big play, it's not going to happen unless you set it up. Mm-hmm. That's why you got to respect – the offense the Patriots have because they jab, 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 jab. Now I'm about to throw this right hook. Mm-hmm. Other teams, their jab want to throw the right hook. Jab want to throw the right hook. So just bringing a guy, it's a mix between the coordinator and the QB. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The coordinator has to be patient too, just as well as the quarterback. So if you can train your quarterback, hey, man, let's be patient. I know we're down. By seven or we're down by three, but I'd rather have us second and four, second and five, than second and 13 because we're trying to throw the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Well, there are a lot of guys that are coming out of the spread that we're going to talk about right now. MJD, yes. just looking at the 2014 class and the 2015 class, let's look at the six biggest names. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you these guys. Let's go through them and let's try at the end to rank these guys out and chime in, fellas. Okay. Johnny Football. First of all, I say John. Well, here, the, here, the guys will talk. That's about my guy. That's my guy. He, he loves you don't him. like him. I, I, I don't. Like I him. just. 
after seeing him last year, and, and that's all I can go on with what I saw last year, I wouldn't give him the keys to my car, let alone the keys <laughs> to my offense and my franchise. So should he even be on this list anyway? Can't we just move that picture? Like I mean, one, a lot of noise coming out of, lot of, noise of, coming out of Cleveland is. about how what, good what, he what, looks. Yeah, what are There's you going to say? He looks horrible. Yeah, right. I mean, they were, they didn't, never said he looked bad. They always said he just wasn't mature enough to play that position. But Joe Thomas says – Oh, this guy! Now I'm ready to. Oh, he looks ready. That's the party line, Dave. Thank you. I'm not gonna say, hey. Okay. I don't like Ike. Me and Ike work together every day. I'm not gonna right. do that, even though I love Ike. Right. I'm not gonna go out there and say that. All right, right. That's a fair right. comparison. So, when I sit here and I look at Johnny Manziel, I'm like, he has a lot of growing up. He Let me tell you something. Let me tell you all college. something. This is this is this is a loser mentality. This is low expectations to say, yeah, let's go with Josh McCown. I don't care what happens. Josh McCown is not going to hold up the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the season. I agree. I like I like my eyes. Roll the dice. Maybe he'll do it. They wrote it last year, and he went the wrong way. He went one game. They gave him like a game and a half. Played two games. Well, one and a half. He played played one and a half games. This guy McNow played what? He's 17 and so 32 a, well, we, as a starter. And I go over this all He the had time. his fair shot. Ike, what, what is Josh McCown's record? 17 and 32. 17 is, 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 is a low percentage. Right. Yeah. What's Johnny Menzel's percentage? I don't know, but I'll tell you. Too. <laughs> but it's still cool, though. I'm going to still I'm this still idea, rock with that. Josh McCown played well for three games two years ago, and somehow this is, hey, let's bring him to I Tampa did, did. to solidify things. What's, what do you think's going to happen? Never, what do you think's going to happen? You think, you think Josh McCown's Browns can knock off I, the Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers? You know think, going into the year the you can't. Right. You're misunderstanding. You I know. I, I, figure, I figure I have a better shot with with Johnny football. Go ahead, handsome. No, I'm just saying you're misunderstanding. I don't think any of those guys, I don't think they've got anyone in the locker room right now that can play Maybe. quarterback in the NFL. Do. I don't think it matters. I think they got like a third or fourth string guy that, that, that can. You really don't like Johnny? I, I don't even I don't even know. You who don't he even is. like Connor, just, Connor Shore is the next guy. Yeah, Connor. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah right. That's correct. No, he's out of a spread system, yeah. too. All right, let's go, let's go quick here, fast action style here. So we go from Johnny football to I think. I think I agree with where you're going to come down on this one. Marcus Mariota. Uh, spread guy. Um, people, when, when you tell me this guy hasn't turned the ball over, and, and it, that's like a red flag to me. That means he's not taking chances. Yeah. It means he's not seeing, mm. like, testing where he can go. You got you to gotta try to do – that's what practice is for, right? I'm out there to see if this move works or not. I'm out here to see if I can fit in these tight windows. So when the game – I already know, like, I'm not going to throw that if it looks like this, or I'm not going to try this move in this situation – when you're being conservative in practice, I don't, I, I'm, I'm nervous. He also has not taken very many licks and in that uh, Oregon system. he's never called a play from the huddle either in his whole football career. Remember that. That's a tough situation. I, we, I'm not we, in love. We'll I go have, back. We'll go yeah. back. Let me just get through. Let's get through them all here real quick. Let, let, can MJD have his moment in the sun, Ike? <laughs> no, I am. Ike, we just, we just yeah, be we, going. That's yeah. how we jump. That's all how right, we well, segments. We be back and there. forth. Yeah. We be ping-ponging. We call it ping-ponging. That is right. All right. Um, the number four, though, QB on this list here, and I've tried to put them in order and tell me if, I, if I'm wrong with the way I've structured them. Number four, your old pal Blake Bortles. I, I, think, I think he has a lot of growing to do. I think uh, they're in a system that can help him. But um, when you lead the league and pick sixes, that's just a tough situation to come back from. I know a lot of people try to compare him to Peyton Manning and say, well, <clears throat> you know, Peyton Manning did the same thing. Well, Peyton Manning also had Reggie Wayne, Marvin Harrison, and Dallas um, Clark. Dallas Clark. He – Ended up getting Edron James. He had Marshall Folk. I mean, he had some guys around yeah. him. Um, I just don't see those weapons 
necessarily in Jacksonville right now. They're really young, and they could be those guys. But I, I just don't see that growth. I mean, I see him doing better because obviously if he throws two or three less pick sixes, he'll be fine. But Do you, do you think they learned anything from what you said about Blaine Gabbert? Do you think they learned, the Jags learned anything about how to, how to bring along a quarterback with Bortles? No, because it's a, it's a different regime. Right. Right. So you do different GM, different or mm-hmm. different owners. I mean, everything's completely different. Same mistake, maybe. Um, all right. So at number three, I love this guy. Again, the eyeball test tells me what I need to know. I love the way this guy slings it, and you can tell he's got a hose. Derek Carr. I, th- I think Derek Carr last year grew up. I mean, right before our eyes. He, he was a kid coming out of a spread system. He knew a little bit about protections. Um, but at the end of the year, he could tell you what everyone was doing on every protection, mm. every pass route, every run play, and that's what makes you a great quarterback. Now, he's learning a new system. He's kind of going into that old Eagles, no huddle, um, kind of spread type West Coast offense deal, but that's what he played in college. So he's back to that. Um, I think he's definitely going to uh, exceed. They they give him a weapon like we talked about. They give yep. him Amari Cooper. People are crazy about him. At number two, you're high on Teddy Bridgewater. I would put Carr ahead of Bridgewater. No, here, see, but, I, I, but I hear you. Well, I have Teddy Bridgewater, number one. Hmm. Um, the best quarterback in the game. I think for, out of all these guys. He's, out, he's out of the, these guys. Yeah, no, but no. he'll be the next great one to come up. Um, hmm. This guy in college, not only did he put up numbers, he put up numbers with people that you really, except for Parker, I mean, who else was there? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't really tell me anyone else. Everyone else had guys with them in college that got drafted that were really good college players. Um, I think that's what makes him special. Not only that, he take, he took a lot of criticism. Someone conned him into doing his pro day without his gloves. He was uncomfortable. Then he comes back and leads a uh, Minnesota Vikings team. It's crazy that that has defined Teddy Bridgewater and really two organizations because right. I bet you the Browns would have taken him if it weren't I, for that I, glove. Right. I bet no you question. the Jaguars probably would have taken him two at three. Mm-hmm. But as it neither here nor there. Hmm. The Minnesota Vikings get him. They go seven and nine without AP. Yeah, I mean he and he was making magic, and he was the most accurate quarterback under pressure last year. And uh, we'll round that out. At, well, so I got it wrong. I thought your number one was this guy. He's my number one. I think he's going to be a star from day oh. one. Jameis Winston. Talk. Uh, he didn't play in a spread offense. He played in in, a, a, in an offense where he was taking the hit. He was carrying so, big time games. So MJD talked about this, and we talked about it last week. Controlling your huddle. So, gathering information for your offensive coordinator, calling the play in the huddle, getting your guys lined up on the offensive line, looking at the clock, diagnosing the defense, set hut, let's go. There go your prototypical QB right there. That's that's the progressions quarterbacks have to do. Not taking nothing away from Mariota where we're just giving you a color or we're giving you a number. Pick your feet up. Okay, I'm going in the slot. Bam, because usually he's open on the third or fourth corner. I'm good. Now, Winston got to go through the whole process as an NFL quarterback. That's why I say, man, if you want to do the eye test, all you got to do is go around and see who's who's calling the plays in the huddle around college. Who's really getting down on one knee? Well, it's funny. Well, it's also funny. Frank Gore says that the first time he's ever been around uh, Andrew Lux, the first QB he's ever seen, run the huddle, which is a real shot, not just to Kaepernick, but Alex Smith, too. I I think what Frank was saying in that situation was that Frank was the leader of the San Francisco 49ers. So when things went wrong, everyone looked at Frank. When you're in Indianapolis, when things go wrong – Everybody looks at Andrew Luck. And so I think in that situation, he's understanding that he doesn't have to be that leader role. He can just go out there mm-hmm. and play his game. I think Jameis Winston, I mean, 
people in the locker room, for what I hear, just attract to this guy. Like he's just a natural leader. He you can just see he's got the charisma. And that's you can what it's you all can about. tell it. Yeah, but I, I can't put him in front of Teddy because he's never played it down in the league, and Teddy showed me a lot last year. Before you uh, you and uh, Ike get out of here, you guys are going to do some fancy NFL now talking in uh, just a bit here, right. and then Handsome and I will t- tackle the NFC North ifs. Uh, w- uh, do you agree with this? Do, do you go – How? what's your order here? Do you go Jameis one? No, I'm going to go Teddy. I'm going to go Teddy one. Really? And then I'm going to go uh, – I'm going to go Carr two. I'm going to go Winston three. And the reason why I'm going Carr because he already played his snaps. And, mm-hmm. and I've been liking Carr. And I think Carr feel – I think he feel it, uh, some kind of way from his brother's success slash failure so far. Like – I'm not going to let that happen to me, but at the same time, I'm going to call Big Brother and be like, hey, man, you've been in this situation. What should I do? Or you know what's going on on cover two, cover three, cornerback blitzes, inside five zones. What should I do? So I think he's using everything in his power to at least keep that car name because he has the tools to do it. It's funny. Uh, David Carr was here at uh, at the NFL about uh, a week ago. Every woman here swooning for him. They said he was the most handsome guy in the belt. I couldn't believe it. We call that the juice. He got the juice. He just got it. Does he? He just got it. You know what I'm saying? Man, the the guy's handsome, well-dressed, good slick of hair, natural natural on camera like He got the juice. It's like you're talking about me almost. He got the juice. He just got it. Ducktail? What is that hair? I didn't know what that (laughs) hair. What, my hair? No, no, not yours. His. Yeah, he, yeah the I thought man. the hairdo was a little bit much. I wasn't yeah, crazy but, for but, it. But the women checking off tens. I see. On the yeah, checklist. We thinking it's too much. Their vote is the one tins. that matters. Yeah. Right. He walked through. They ain't even looking at us. They they just. Well, I don't want to be immodest, but, I mean, I do think. I'm I get, just saying. I think I get some glances <laughs> a myself. Thank you. you get them double hey, before you guys run. I'm trying to see if you even get a thought. Are you are, are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Ike, I like to joke around, but some things are not laughing at. <laughs> but what was the name of your single? Um, Black Tie thinks he found it. You get, did you get it? I think you got it. Maybe let's let's check it out. What was what was it called? Just run it. Is well, he, he doesn't even know the name of his single? What's it called? Run it. Nah, that's Harvey. That's my homeboy from New Orleans. Oh, it's a different track. But shout out to Harvey, though. Shout out to Harvey. Shout out to my Ryan Harvey. Ask if Ryan Harvey will let us use this as your intro music. That's Lil Harvey. Yeah, we can write. Harvey let me run it. That's going to put him on the map. Oh, see, that's but a nice my, thing. My thing called Make Him Say Oh. It was, it's, it's, it's Make Him Say Oh. And don't play it because it had a lot of – my mom was like, hey, I raised you better than what you were saying. Well, the song title track. itself le- leads me to believe that uh, yeah. what, what the nature of the song might yeah. be. So, yeah. All right, listen. You go, Ike. A pleasure as always to Thanks. see you. But like I'm telling you, Ike, as we go forward, you know, you'll be in here at least once a week. I want to – you know, listen, five days a week is is fine by me. But we'll get into the Steelers at some point okay. before the season. Let's do a really good overview cool. on that. MJD, I, I don't know. Hey, Did you up, enjoy your up, first uh, go, go around here? I think we got something here. I think we got something here. <laughs> yeah, that's it. This doesn't sound like you at all. I'm coming up. I got my verse coming up, though. You know, I felt like I'm a rap Man, you know ball players think they're rappers and rappers think they're ball players. I, I can't yeah, I want to hear it. But I don't know. Should we yeah, play it now? It out, right? nah, you yeah, we play. better wait yeah, after. Yeah, we'll yeah, got to edit it. It's under and then it'll just we be need one the like, radio. Beep. Yeah, yeah. 
better about it. That's basically what it'll sound like. MJD, your virgin run. Do you feel it was successful? I really liked it. I enjoy this. You have a great show. You have great people. Well, but. But but and the last thing, I don't want you to throw a shot at him on your way out the door, but I mentioned just before we started here, he's from London, England, but likes the Miami Dolphins. I mean, a great city. I think I thought he part of, you know picked a great city. Um, but not the Miami team. or London? Miami. Okay. But not the team. But not the team. No, not the team. Not the team. Hmm. All right. Well, with that, we'll have to well, – we'll let yeah, you we finish that later on. Yeah. All right. MJD, what a pleasure. Ike, what a pleasure. We'll see you on NFL now. We'll see you here on the, on this show, and uh, we'll continue to kibitz about all things pigskin. There we go. See? I can I like insult it. him, but we respect each other at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Isn't that nice? No, one, no one's getting a jaw broken. No, no broken jaws. Duh. Pay attention, NFL teams. There's no reason for that nonsense. <laughs> Not at all. And like that, they're gone. Ike and MJD. You wow. and MJD, I'm not going to jive you. You got off to a little bit of a rough start. I mean, look, I, I'm, I've, I've always appreciated him. I'm a big fan of his. And then I come in here, he takes a shot at the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. takes a shot at the food in the UK. I think that might have been off camera. I don't appreciate that. So we're going to have to work it out. I, well, we have nothing but time to do just well, we'll that. Do we'll do what it. we don't have a ton of time for is our NFC North. Ifs, handsome, and in fact, it's going to have to trump our conversation about how London, England was. But is everybody getting excited over there for football? It is really fascinating. I, you know, I don't know if it's the chicken or the egg that the NFL decided to be popular or if the quality of the sport just jumped out to people over there. But it seems like legitimately now a lot of our listeners are in the UK. I give you some credit for that, but also the sport. No, and I mean, you know, very quickly, I think the, the people who I you know, used to be my colleagues in the UK office, they did a lot of great work to, mm. to make fa- make people more interested and make football more available to, to potential fans. So well, it's no surprise. It's a great sport. We all love it. And I reason. just hope your kids weren't swayed by their couple of weeks in the UK by soccer instead of pro football. They were not. No, good. All right, let's talk NFC North now, handsome. As you know, we've been doing the ifs. We're down to just two divisions. We have the NFC West to get to. We'll do that one sometime, maybe later this week or next week. But we've been through them all. Go back and listen to all those podcasts if you wish to hear our analysis on this. It's easy. I'm going to say if about each of these four teams, Mm -hmm. what their path to a division title or shame. depending on who we're talking about. The Green Bay Packers will win the 2015 NFC North if? For me, I don't think there's any question about the Packers' offense. The question is always going to be around their defense. And um, I I think this probably cuts both ways. But they've got Clay Matthews playing inside linebacker, and that worked well for them at the back end of last season Mm -hmm. when they were, you know, A.J. Hawk, our old friend, is is now out of there. He's in in Cincinnati, and, and they didn't really play him very much at inside linebacker really in the second half of the season at all. I don't. I think it's great if Clay Matthews does work for them there, but it also removes their best pass rusher. Uh, you know, Julius Peppers didn't show a whole lot mm-hmm. um, last time around. So, is can they can they win with Clay Matthews playing inside linebacker and maybe bring a pass rush from elsewhere that makes their defense more formidable than it's been in the past? Where frankly, it's kind of been holding on and waiting for the offense to score another touchdown. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like that's the if for them not winning the division. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion. It's super easy when a team reels off as many as the Packers have to just uh, to slot them in there. And there's a lot of noise about the Vikings and Lions specifically mm-hmm. making, you know, getting into 
the playoffs, but everybody still assumes the Packers are going to do it. But that defense, you know, some suspensions up front, some age issues, right. some departures at the back end there, like you say, A.J. Hawk gone, Clay Matthews probably playing out of position. The if for me is they win the division, they get back there on the strength of Aaron Rodgers and his weapons based on if they can overcome. And I don't think this is a small thing, that NFC title game. I mean, imagine you work all summer long in 2014, all the off-season stuff. You play the whole season through. It starts uh, in the regular season by getting humiliated in Seattle. You go through the whole long regular season. You get back to the NFC title game. The reward is to have to go back to Seattle. Nobody gave them a chance. Nonetheless, they have them beat. They're a couple of minutes away from going to a Super Bowl improbably. The idea that it's sort of like almost being, I feel like, 18-0 if you're the Patriots. We might do other things, but we're never going to be back with this opportunity again. They had a chance to beat the right. mighty Seattle Seahawks, which in Seattle, which nobody does, and they let it go. That's got to make you sick. Yep. And if they can't get past that early in the season, they might get the, b- themselves behind the eight ball. They do get a chance. They play the NFC West again, so they're going to have a chance, you know, to at some point put that behind them. But that's a tough thing as well. They're playing the NFC West, and you know, we we think probably that division is still going to be pretty good, regardless of what the 49ers do, and the AFC West as well. So that's you know, there's there's some tough games in there that they probably didn't have in in years past. All right, let's move on now to. Do we want to do the? Uh, let's talk about the Lions here. Okay. I, I, that's the way, in fact, I'll rank it. I think that the Packers will ultimately win it. The team, I, I, people have I, turned the page on the Detroit Lions in 2015 because Indomit and Sue moved south to your favorite team. I, I, I think this team is quietly going to get into the playoffs and be really good once again. The Lions will win the division if, handsome. The Lions will win the division. Forget about the Sue stuff because I think you overcome the Sue and fairly think – Amir Abdullah, they they draft in the second round. Hmm. Um, a running back that can take the pressure off Matt Stafford, who you know we've seen go out there and kind of been expected to win the games in the way that a Peyton Manning or an Andrew Luck does. And he doesn't have that talent. He hasn't shown that talent through his career, and I, you know, I don't expect it to happen now. They had Megatron, who wasn't healthy all you know for most of last season. Golden Tate sort of stepped in and and did a little bit, but they really need a running back. Joint Bell last year it was nice, but I think you know. Half the time he was breaking off big runs, and half the time he was going nowhere at all. I think it, I think they need they need Amir Abdullah to. Stay. It's basically what they wanted the Reggie Bush to be, exactly. but as usual in Reggie Bush's career, exactly. he's you know he's he's rarely fully healthy. I I, I find that interesting in the offense in general. Ha, you know, Golden Tate, Eric Ebron in in year two. If you watch the film on him coming out of UNC, I was certain that this guy yep. was going to be. He to me was Vernon Davis. Uh, 2.0, and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Some signs, you can take it with a grain of salt, but people seem to think Eric Ebron is ready to turn the corner here. But to me, and and, and to your point about um, uh, about Sue moving on and fairly, Ziggy Ansah is a guy. If you remember when he got drafted out of BYU a couple of years ago, this was the, he's a project, he's never played the game, he's, you know, he's, he's played it for a couple of years here, but he's such a, you know, he's he, he's so physically gifted, and he is, again, another guy who's kind of quietly had a couple of good years when he's healthy. I think if he blows up, and I absolutely think he's capable of doing it, it's sort of like a JPP kind of thing for the Giants a few years ago. I could see Ziggy Ansah being a terror out there. Right. And with Nada now coming over from Baltimore, it's not. and they have great linebackers, and they have some nice pieces at the back there. I think the defense could be good. 
to me, for this team to really go far, to win the division and really make some hay in January, Stafford and Calvin Johnson, everybody knows they're both really talented. People talk about Calvin Johnson as the most talented receiver ever in ranking up there, including myself, in the top five all time. But if they would just once, together, put it all together, I know they had the 5,000 yards and the almost 2,000, but these guys, week in and week out, what Romo and Dez were in 2014, Big Ben and Antonio Brown in Pittsburgh in 2014, it's time. This this is it. I keep referring to the Lions as ripe. This is it. I agree. Whether you like it or not, this is who the team is, and it's now time for them to peak or or the era moves on and, and I, you got to exactly. reboot basically. And I think Abdullah maybe gives them that opportunity. I like that. All right, speaking of reboots, the Vikings have gone through one over the last 3 years. The Minnesota Vikings, a lot of hay being uh, made about this team here, will win the 2015 NFC North if. I think Teddy Bridgewater has to keep doing what, you know, showing that improvement that he did through the back end of the season. I think the the biggest issue for them is going to be, and funnily enough, it, it's one that's very familiar to me. They now have Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace is that deep ball threat. And really, let's be honest, at this stage of his career, I think everyone can be clear, doesn't do a whole lot else. Teddy Bridgewater, the criticism of him through most of last season, but it looked a lot better at the back end of it, was that he couldn't hit on the deep ball. If Teddy Bridgewater can hit on the deep ball and probably do better than Ryan Tannehill did with with uh, Wallace on the offense, I think that Vikings team could really, really threaten. Yeah, and you know it's it's an interesting decision. I think we talked about it a week or two ago that the that the two philosophies that that it, it, it appears that NFL teams go through is on some level when putting the team together through the draft and free agency is either who's the division bully. And how do we mirror their success? You know, so if you look at the Packers, it seemed for a little while like everybody else in the division said, well, we should do that too. We get, we got the big arm QB and we got all these weapons out there and let's just shoot it out, which was the antithesis of all, everything we knew about the NFC North. I feel like the Vikings now went the other way with it, which is to say they now have big corners now out there to try and take away Megatron and Golden Tate and the Packers pass catchers and to some degree the Bears pass catchers. I think that they're now that defense with Mike Zimmer could really be terrific and Anthony Barr coming on in year two. So I think uh, that that they they're on some to some degree zigging when the rest of the division is zagging. And what helps that is Adrian Peterson. They can really you know, talk about complimentary football, that if you do have the rugged defense and then just grind you with uh, Adrian Peterson, that's the opposite of the way the other teams kind of have gone about doing yeah. things. So I think if they can, they can do that. And the big if for them that would make them a negative is if Adrian Peterson isn't Adrian Peterson that we knew two years ago. Right, but you've got to assume North Turner's the offensive coordinator. Now you look at the running backs that North Turner's you know, been with through his career. He had Emmett Smith. He had Ricky Williams for a while in Miami. You know, this is a guy who 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 knows how to help yeah, right. those type of elite running backs get the yards that, they, that we need. Let's round it out here. Every every division has it feels like one of these teams that everybody has to make a bad joke. Well, if mm-hmm. all three other teams decide not to play in 2015, the Chicago Bears will win the division. If okay, I think one of the more underrated offseason moves and that you know people aren't really talking about is the, is Vic Fangio going to the Bears as the, as the defensive coordinator. He's a 3-4 defensive guy, but the Bears have played 4-3 forever. If he can make the 4-3 pieces fit into his 3-4 defense and the Bear and with John Fox obviously as as head coach and and having you know defense is his thing too. If that can all be put together, put aside the fact that, you know, 
Cutler hasn't lived up to expectations throughout his career, but still does have Matt Forte and Alshon Jeffrey and now um, Eddie Royal and, and Kevin White as well. Although the offense, I think, will be okay. It's not going to be awful. It's not going to be fantastic. But the defense is the thing that could make the difference. But I, I don't think it's going to happen. I Well, I but I agree with you in principle, in theory. And by the way, get MJD back up here. I want him to hear what Handsome just said. He's involved oh, Vic Fangio, what Fangio can do. That's not somebody who doesn't care about the sport. Who yeah, MJD. Tutorials. Take, take that, MJD. You should have taken a crack at the Jaguars. That was a. I don't understand why you easy. didn't have low hanging fruit for you. I mean, I, I, it was. It, it crossed my mind, but it's too easy. Or uh, you know what? Like uh, Ike said, always have a response mm-hmm. ready to go. Your response the next time he gives you trash, tell us more about the greatness of Blaine Gabbert. Yeah, or that's, that's a or, good, or that's I could say, I you know, I I could I could make fun of you for playing for the Jags, but I, of course I remember you also played for the Raiders. <laughs> See, that would be that would have worked. But I'm, I, I but I'm I will say with the, for now. First of all, with Jay Cutler, I picked him to win the NFL MVP last year. I own it, Black Tie. Even if I didn't, Black Tie would remind you four times right. a show to to try and humiliate me. I thought he was in store for a big year. But I now am with the rest of the world, with the cynics, who will now point out, at age 32, this is Jay Cutler. The idea, like, when's Jay Cutler going to arrive already? Like, well, he's 32. How much longer are you waiting for something to happen because he has a big arm? I don't know about all that, but, you know, kind of like we're talking about NFC North football, we always associate Chris Bryant. Look, look, teach, teach. You got the you got the Chicago Bears. You got the Detroit Lions. You got the Green Bay. Look, there's a lot of good defensive football. But the Minnesota Vikings are putting something pretty sp- – anyway, that people do pine for rugged football in that, uh, in that neck of the NFL, and yet everybody's got these high-powered offenses, or a lot of them do in that division – that, but if you look at it, like we talk about, the Lions defense, the Vikings defense, to some degree the Packers defense, even though it'll fall back a little bit, is still pretty good. If the Bears have any chance, they can't be complete rubbish right. on defense. They've got to step up a little bit to have any chance. I'm with you, though. They probably won't. Agreed. And that's it. That the, that's it. I have nothing, nothing else to say. We agreed on it, so there's no there's, – yeah. Handsome, the show is cooking with gas now, or as you would say, petrol – <laughs> Thanks to you being back in the uh, in Studio 66 oh, instead of over there in the UK, I think brighter days lay ahead for all of us here on the Dave Damashek football program. I really think things are coming together as football season draws ever closer. We'll keep on going. In fact, we'll have another podcast for you next week. We're working on our old pal Ross Tucker. We did the Home and Home series. I was on his show earlier in the week. Hopefully he'll join us on this one later in the week. And Handsome, you're the one who made that introduction uh, a couple of years ago. I did, so you're you should right. certainly be here to be a part I'd of like to, uh, I'd like to speak with Ross. our reunion with uh, yeah. Ross Tucker. All right, so we'll be back with more Huey and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of hell. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.